Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. I wanted to ask you about Dorian Williams and Tyrell Dotson. You're on a, a short week here, uh, but it's a couple of weeks now out of three that you've uh, made the switch from Dorian to Tyrell. Uh, what what goes into making that decision for this game coming up and, and then, you know, obviously moving forward the rest of the season between those two? Well, you, you have two players that um, have their strengths. And one just happens to be a first-year player that's going to go through some ups and downs. And sometimes it's best just to let things quiet down for him, to give him a chance to breathe, to kind of survey the landscape. And uh, we certainly, the moves – bringing Tyrell in and, 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 and allowing Dorian to sit back. It's not an indictment on Dorian at all. I mean, he's a, he's a physical dynamic player and nothing that, that he has done has changed our opinion of him, but you know, rookies sometimes go through ups and downs. And so moving forward, we'll continue to utilize both. Tyrell has been here. He's been in big games. Uh, he definitely has a, has a skill set that gives us a chance to be successful. So I think it's a great problem to have utilizing both moving forward. And then uh, with, with Vaughn yesterday, just six snaps, what went into the decision to play him as little as you did? Overall, where is he? And then kind of a three-part question here, but with a with a short turnaround for a Thursday game, are you going to be able to get him ready to, to go? I, I believe we will. And, uh, you, know, you know, Vaughn uh, continues to ascend, you know, from the circumstance uh, that, that we all know about. He continues to make progress, and so he'll be ready to go on Thursday night. We're doing everything we can, and I know Vaughn is, to manage himself and to continue to see growth uh, with his ability to impact games in, in a manner that we're all used to. And as far as uh, the other night, you know, it, it's not an exact science, Jay. You, you have, you have you know, uh, rotating nine guys into, uh, into four spots. You try and make the best decision that you can at that particular point. And what I'm interested in, obviously, is making sure that we have a dynamic version of Vaughn on Thursday night and moving forward. And I'm mindful of where he's coming from and what we need to do to get him to his uh, to the best version that we can get to. Just to follow on that, if you could clarify, I mean, was that more of a, a training slash medical decision to play him as little as you did versus a coaching decision in terms of maybe the impact that he was making or the impact that the other guys were making? No, it was it was just an in-game decision. It was just a decision in real time, just based on some of the situations that we found ourselves in and um, where Vaughn is, where he is right now. And, and, and obviously the best way to utilize him in that game and to have him continue to ascend moving forward. It had nothing to do with anything other than just the judgment that I utilized in real time yesterday. 
And uh, Vaughn is going to continue to ascend, and he's going to get back to uh, the person and the player that we're all accustomed to seeing. And that's something that's, you know, that's something that you have to continue to work for. Hey, Coach Washington, after yesterday's game, Sean McDermott said the team and defense needed to do a better job of, of making an opposing offense one-dimensional. So where does that start as a defense? Well, it starts on, on being really, really efficient, dynamic, uh, and creating negative plays on, on first down, uh, which, is, which is our philosophy and it's our style of play. We have to do that with our discipline, our execution, and the nature of our defense is a penetrating front, which we expect to be disruptive and to get teams off schedule. So um, that's what you have to do when we when you can do that. All of a sudden, when a play caller, an offensive play caller, has to call a game from second and twelve or third and ten or third and eight, that's tough. And we can really anticipate what we're going to see in terms of them trying to uh, gain a fresh set of downs. And then the Bucks are turning the ball over at one of the lowest rates in the NFL, and they're also getting sacked at one of the lowest rates in the NFL. How do you guys as a defense approach a, a game plan where you know a team is, is doing a really good job of, of taking care of the football? Well, you know, we, we, we had a similar situation earlier in the season where we were one of the opponents. They were doing a really good job of, of protecting the quarterback. We're going to put our best up against their best, our strength against their strength, and uh, and we'll see what happens. You know, certainly we respect what they've been able to do offensively to protect the football and to protect their quarterback. Everybody, I think, I believe, aspires to do that. And our job is to disrupt that, is to win one-on-ones and to do anything that we possibly can to affect the quarterback for the benefit of our defense. I know you got a short week and you're turning the page to the Bucks here pretty quickly, uh, but I just wanted to um, go back to yesterday for just a second. And Micah was very – I asked him about the, the cumulative effect of injuries and that sort of a thing. And you look at the, you know, the impact on the type of players you guys are missing in a game like that. And, and he basically said no excuses. Uh, that's a game they absolutely have to close out. Um, the offense gives them the lead at the end of the game and the Patriots able to drive down the field and and uh, you know I was moved by kind of what he said and how he said it what's your message along those lines uh to your defense coming out of a situation like that do you echo that at 100 percent you know the league the league doesn't handicap you based on whatever your circumstances are with respect to player availability and that's why you have depth that's why um you you, you utilize that depth but you know we uh, Micah Micah what, what he said, I could I, I echo and, and agree with 100 percent. We have we have a bunch of guys with a mindset that, you know, when we line up as a defense, we believe that's our best defense. Not, and, and no disrespect to the to the players who are working their way back into the fold. But whoever we line up with out there, we believe gives us our best opportunity to execute and to do the things that that fit who we are. And what, in your opinion, didn't happen on that final drive? yesterday and needed to well some of it was execution um and and some of it was uh just being able to affect the quarterback or to make plays on the ball there were a multitude of things that we've done we've done this year as a matter of fact in two minute situations that just that we just didn't have um we weren't at our best in terms of some of those factors that really would allow you to finish a game in two minutes our players have done it Obviously, you know, there's some things that, that I have to be mindful of that I have to do to enable our players to make sure that, that, they, are, that they have 
their best mindset and they're ready to execute in that situation. I think it starts from my role. And when we put all of that together, we, we know what we can get done. And the next time we're in that situation, you can count on us finishing. When you come on hard times like this, you know, in the fan base, high expectations, seems like there's a lot of panic setting in. Um, some crazy stuff out there uh, along the lines of, you know, Sean McDermott and hot seed and, and a lot of conversations happening. You've been with him a long time in two stints. What makes him the man for the job to lead this team through this adversity and back to where maybe the expectations were at the start of the year? Sean does not waver from his beliefs, from the way that this program has been built. And uh, we all understand, and it comes, it starts with him that over the course of the season, you're going to have ebbs and flows. You, you may have performance lows. We don't want that. We want to be as consistent as we possibly can be from one week to the next one, snap to the next over a course of the season. We also know that, you know, the belief that we have and what we've established philosophically, the players that are in that locker room and the coaches that are informing the players, we, we just believe in each other. And that starts with his unwavering commitment to the way that this particular regime has been built and the results are out there. You know, we're in the middle right now of jockeying for position like every other team in the NFL is doing. That's what we're in the middle of doing. And um, we're going to come out swinging on Thursday night and put our best foot forward and turn the page and move forward. And this is all this is just a part of the NFL journey. It's a part of it. And you can't get caught. You can't get too high. When we've had exceptional performances offensively and defensively, you've got to understand what is going to happen over the course of the season and how the great teams respond to it. You said something there about the belief between coaches and players. Have you seen that today in meetings, in the walkthrough, like an example of that, like a, a responding, if you will? Without question. You know, our guys come to work, you know, when, 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 when we've scored 30 points or we've had, you know, a lot of uh, uh, rush production or we've taken the football away, the, the players did not come into this building giddy, and they're a very mature group. They understand that you have to turn the page either way. It is, it is not a sprint. It's a distance run. And they were ready to go. They were ready for the feedback. They had already – some of the guys had already reviewed the tape on their own, and they had uh, comments, and they had things that they offered that they can do better, that they know that they can do better. And um, so in terms of that, it was not business as usual. It's never that. But it's an opportunity for us to look at ourselves critically and to find that sweet spot in terms of consistency. And that's where everybody was today from my vantage point. Hey, Eric, I kind of wanted to ask off of Matt's questions. I was curious. We talked a lot about Sean taking on this defensive play calling role through seven games. What have you seen from him having both this head coach and, you know, being more in these defensive meetings? What have you kind of seen from him uh, so far? Well, just just uh, he's done a really good job of, of, of leading our defense and um, and managing and leading our team. That's not easy. But if there was a person, if there's any any person that could do that, it's, it's Sean. He's extremely organized, extremely detailed. A very thorough and uh, and, and uh, communicator, and so um, you know I'm not going to speak for him, but from where I've what, from my seat, from what I've been able to see, I don't I don't I don't notice any difference. And this is my fourth year here, and his ability to address the team and also uh, lead 
and manage the defense. What is he like? Is there for you, for him as leading the defense, is there anything that stands out that's uh, maybe different from when he was doing that in Carolina or, you know, anything maybe new about his approach that has stood out to you and how he's kind of handling taking it back on after being just in the head coaching role for so many years? Well, we've always been a collaborative group. I mean, and and that's where I believe you uh, utilize your resources, especially your human resources. We, Sean is, has, has um, a lot of knowledge. Uh, he has a lot of experience to draw upon, but at the same time, he's secure enough to pull from the experiences that the assistant coaches have and the perspective that they have. And so he continues to do that and um, continues to put forth the game plan and uh, just providing the direction that we need to go as a defense every single week. I, I don't I mean, if, if anything, he's more efficient with that than maybe and rightfully so than, than, than we were a long time ago at other at another place. How do you guys on defense, the young guys, especially in the veterans too, how do you improve on tackling, uh, especially on that last drive, the screen pass over to uh, Ramonde Stevenson? I, I've never seen tackling that you know poorly in quite a while from a, from a, from a uh, Sean McDermott uh, coach team. How do you, how do you improve on the tackling, especially since you can't really do a lot of contact in practice like like the old days? Well, tackling is as much about angles and leverage as it is about as as it is about contact and violence. So there's certain things that you can practice uh, with respect to any skill that you need to be sharp and to be crisp on Sunday and tackling is a part of that. So you go back and you, and you practice, you emphasize it and you make sure that you, that, that we put ourselves in the positions that we find ourselves, whether the ball is in the core or whether it's outside on the perimeter um, there's angles, there's leverage, there's understanding where your help is and, um, and it's pursuit and it's a mindset when you get there. So you just go back and you you go back and you practice these things and get that skill back to where you know it should be and it can be. Uh, about at the line of scrimmage, any chance of, of, of I, I see a lot of teams not using the bump and run, not getting right in the face of those receivers and, and hitting them at, at, at hitting them right as the uh, right, hitting them right at the line within that five yard uh, area. I'm just wondering, is that a reason the Bills tend to back off on that? You tend not to do that. Well. I understand. I, I appreciate your question in terms of some of the schematics and some of those things. I won't get into a lot of that, why we do certain things for obvious reasons. But, mm-hmm. you know, we have a good blend. We have a good blend of, of being disruptive at the line of scrimmage and, 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 and utilizing our corners and coverage elements in different positions. And, and whichever position that we find ourselves in, we just have to do a great job of executing that, you know, at the highest level that it's intended to be. And uh, last but not least, uh, Kair Elam, uh, what would you say from his, his play so far? Well, you know, you know, Kair just continues. He's working, he's grinding, and he's continued to carve out a role for himself uh, as, a, as a line of scrimmage player for our defense. And, and he's on top of that. He's working. And um, I think I believe the best is, is yet to come from him. He's, he's a guy with tremendous character, a tremendous work ethic, and um, he'll be in a position to help us starting on Thursday and as we move forward. There's a reason why he's here. 
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.